Welcome to podcast number 65. People often ask me, how on earth do we fit it all in? And to be honest, this last week, I very nearly didn't. We've had a very busy week and also socially, we've been out a lot of the evenings, which is something we don't do that often. So, um, you know, I can catch up with paperwork or whatever, perhaps in the in the evening. And then you realise once you're out for an evening or two, how much you actually achieve in that time. But it's been a, another busy week. Um, but Thursday, we did go out. We went to the pantomime in the town hall. And that was Robin Hood. And that was fantastic. That was really good. We did enjoy that. Um, Friday, we had two funerals, which I actually did put photos on our RJ Bray Facebook page because they were a little bit different, really. Um, one was a definite first for me. The other one I have had before. But in the morning, we was in Eglisell Church. And we were warned. I did go in the day before. The family went and had a look because they put a new eaters in, these that suspend from the ceiling sort of thing. So they had scaffolding all down the middle of the church. And the vicar said, what do we think about it? So we had a look. So spoke to the family and they was over the moon because the funeral that we had for Tony, he was a builder. And they said he would have loved it. Absolutely loved it with scaffolding all around. So that was our funeral in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we was up at Advent. I don't know if you've been to Advent before, but it is a, a lovely little church. Very difficult to find, but you just surrounded by fields up there, really in the country. So much so, in fact, that um, when the grave diggers was up there digging the grave, and when Elaine went up with the flowers, she said there was sheep in the churchyard. And there was one still strolling around when we went up for the service in the afternoon. So I did take a little video as well of Mary, the little sheep, as he was up in the churchyard. And then we was out Friday night. Saturday, we went um, over Carlion Bay. Our dear friend Alan Roberts took his little Christmas shindig. So we went over. There was a whole gang of us there. And we meet up. The table next to us is personal choice funeral directors as well. They got a, two or three tables. So we have a brilliant evening. So that was Saturday. So that was another. We went over mid-afternoon. So I worked in the morning. Couldn't work in the afternoon. And then... After that, Maven was meant to be playing football at Charleston on Sunday, but that was cancelled. So I did, I got home about midday, I suppose, on Sunday and managed to do a bit more work before out again in the evening, up to Bridgeview to our dear friends, Martin and Myra. Uh, they had their Christmas lights turn on. And um, if you're out and around, you want to pop up there, fantastic. I, I put videos there on me um, personal Facebook page there, but um, say if you up around, they got a little box there in the front garden, and this year then collecting money for Cornwall Air Ambulance. And of course, the highlight of the evening is the arrival of Father Christmas, and he comes every year under a different mode of transport, and this year it was Toad's Digger, and he was in the bucket there in the front in a little cage thing. So it was lovely to see Father Christmas. I did have my annual photograph with them. So, um, yeah, proper job. And one of the best Father Christmases around, I would say. I ain't going to say who he is, but he got a lovely jeweler shop in Wadebridge. Thank you, Stuart. Well, then, this week, 
had another evening out. It continues, doesn't it? And this was Tuesday evening, and this was at Glyn Valley Crematorium, and it was for their remembrance service, which is a lovely little service. More harmony singers from Waybridge there. They sang all the carols, and there was readings. And, yeah, it was quite nice. They had a, a tree there, similar, actually, to what we got at our chapel rest, a little memory tree where you could go up and just write a little name on the star there and put on the tree. But um, that was a lovely evening. And then today, this is Wednesday as I'm recording this now. Um, this morning we, we did have the service for one of my extended family's partners um, down at Penn Mount, and we had the split-screen camper van Earth which is looks lovely as always. And Sunizzi this afternoon and Isabel Pollard was there. She came in with Robert and it was quite interesting because she was talking about Blabel and she was born at Blabel too. And of course, this is going back to last week's podcast with Carol. And again, in a minute, we'll have the second part. And she said her brother Art was a little bit older than her, so he can remember more, obviously, about the German prisoners of war and everything. So it was lovely linking that up with what Carol had said last week. Oh, and before I forget, actually, on Monday, we we did say goodbye to another lovely character, somebody that I've known for quite a few decades. And his family said to me, have we got to have your hearse? Because he loved his pickup truck. And could he actually do his last journey in his pickup truck? And I said, no problem at all. And I thought that was lovely. So we arrived there at the crematorium in his pickup truck. Fantastic. Right. Well, yeah, I think now we will go over to me second part of my interview with Carol. And then I'll speak to you again a little bit later on. Do you move Fernley Road then, did he? Yeah, Penquite. Yes. Next to the big house there on the corner. Oh, yeah. Where the pandemics. Yeah, that's oh, right. Dad used to come in there. Yeah. I've been there several times when Dad was there. Mum used to go down there for, if just have her hair done on a Thursday. And yeah. it was it was lovely. Yeah. I liked it. The, of course, the Clemos. And that only died this year. This, was it this yeah. year? Yeah, last 12 months, yeah. really. Yeah. That's they were right. a lovely couple. Did you, did you always stay on the farms then, or did you do jobs working at all then, or was you working on the farm? I didn't work anywhere. I no. stayed home. Stayed home. There's plenty to do. Oh, exactly. Because Dad did milk, so he used to do milk run in town. Oh, right. He did, did a he? milk run for 20 years in Wedbridge. And that was from when he was based at Blabel then, was it? Latterly, yeah. My grandfather went to Devon to live. Oh, when I he see. was a young man. Yeah. And he married up there. He married a, a, a girl from uh, Devon. And uh, they lived there for quite a while. Dad was born there in a place called Fordle. Right. It was a Sir Walter Raleigh used to, I think, or something like that. It was quite a posh looking place. Yeah. Um, I think Dad was born there and, and Uncle Henry as well, I expect. Well, then grandfather got a bigger farm somewhere closer to Plymouth. Right. And in the end, they ended up in Borrington. Right, yeah. And um, we went up there the other day, last year. Then took, um, Brian, took me up there. We have an in there to tea. It's lovely. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Dad was, um, he went to whole grammar school from Plimpton. Yeah. They used to go down the train every day. And he wasn't very big. He was a little short, he wasn't a very big, tall man. He was quite small. And they used to go in on the dockyard when the Devonport, all they were going down on the train at the same yeah. time in the mornings. 
and they if, if if it was full up, they'd put them up on the on the rack on the oh, top of. <laughs> and he said all the smoke from the pipes and everything was oh, terrible. Dear. Uh, but um, then eventually it, it, they were going to sell the farm, but it was a rifle range, two hundred acres of it was rifle range. Oh right. And uh, uh, grandfather said, "Well, if we can have all the farm all the time." Mm. He would buy it, but he wasn't going to buy it if it was the, all this ground you couldn't use because of the rifles and the army yeah. in there. So um, eventually they went up to London and everything to try and get the war office to do something, but they wouldn't. They, oh, they yeah. had to keep it as a, as the rifle range. So Grandma said, well, back to Cornwall. And yeah, yeah. So then they came back to Amble. That was, I think they were there about four years and then label came on the market, so he bought that. Bought that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what ended up it there. Yeah. Well, Dad was doing a milk round when he was in down Amble. Oh, he I had see. pony and trap. Yeah. And he used to come in with milk every day. And mother was going to school up in West Hill it was and yeah. Lansdowne was up there. She went to Lansdowne. Yeah. And this was a private school up on on going up the hill. So of course dad used to go there with milk. Only a youngster, see. Yeah. She, he'd be going past the windows where the girls were sitting in the classes. They'd all be getting up to look out the window and see when Dad went by. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, eventually, there was about three of them all fancied Dad. Yeah. And of course, Mother mother got it. She said, well, they used to do, look daggers at me. <laughs> she said, I still, when I see them down the market was years ago, she said, them still looking daggers. Get away. <laughs> oh, good catching. So that's how she, uh, they met, really. Mother... Yeah. Mother was only 14 then. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she used to play in a dance band when she was 16. Get away. Yeah. She lovely, played the piano lovely. And uh, she played in the dance band. Because there was Mrs. Singer at a dance band, was it? Twin yeah. that one then? No. No. Way before Mrs. Singer. Oh, was yeah. oh, Of course yeah. it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course it would, yeah. Mother was 87 when she died. And Dad used to live up Amble back then when he started going out with Mum. And uh, used to walk from Amble to see Mum. And there's an oak tree going down around the corner here. Yeah. And of course, it keep it's, it's in the way really. They can't get lorries, can't get through their hard one. Right. Yeah. We have to stop them if anybody's going down there. Otherwise, they get stuck. Yeah. And that was where they had their first kiss. Oh. So then said, "I ain't going to take that tree down." <laughs> no. And you've seen some changes in town over the years, have you? I don't recognise it now. No. And the names of everything. Of this little booklet here, that thing on Wadebridge. Yeah. I don't. I said, where's that? Where's that? Yeah. I mean, years ago, when you came into the town, yeah. you had all these lovely green fields everywhere. None of them but just believe they're coming down to Gonvina there at the back. That's yeah. the only ones left of it. Isn't it? Yeah. Just sad, isn't it? Yeah. But then people got to have somewhere to live, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. the roads, well, we haven't got the case. We can't cater for it, can we? No, exactly. No. And now they've put in all these other... See, this is a building site down through this yeah. footpath now. Yeah. See, well, when we were coming up here, when, when we first decided, because Uncle Billy was on his own and losing his sight, so Mum and Dad decided they'd come back up here but if they could build a bungalow. So we got oh, right. permission to build the bungalows. But they were talking about putting a school there then with so many houses. Were they really? Yeah. And I thought, oh, lovely, I did Andy well to go to school. Yeah. And then I thought, I don't know, all those people were mm. 
just a nightmare getting downtown in the summer. Yeah. There by the cinema, that roundabout. Yeah. You can't get, no. you can't go anywhere. No. Well, what's it going to be like with all oh, these no. other houses? Yeah. Because everybody got a car and nearly, some yeah. of them got two of them. Yeah, they? exactly. I can't, it a, it's a worry, really. Yeah. Because our corner over here is lethal. Yeah. I hate yeah. going out there. Yeah. So what shops can you remember from when you was young then? I lay in bed sometimes and I go down through. Yeah. From the police station. Yeah. On the one side, there used to be Simmons's had their great grocer's place. There was Matthew Stanley Matthews as well on the on the on the corner where Dixon's is now. Yeah. And the next one down was Mister Netherton used to make bread. Right. Because the bakehouse was out the back and you go down the little side oh, road. Yeah. And then there was an I think there was a private house there then. And that's another, and the Netherlands might have lived in that one. Anyway, then it was Capes had a hairdressing place yeah. there. And Mrs. Powell had her, her cycle shop there. Yeah. Um, Mr. Um, Mr. Salmon had a, I don't know, it might have been, I don't know if it was Salmon then, but I think it was Westington actually. He was a, a gents hairdresser. All right. He was there next to the bookshop. Yeah. And, uh, that was Mrs. G. Then across the next one was a, was a shoe shop. Yeah. Uh, North Cornwall, I think a North Cornwall something. Boot company or something? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Johnny Ferret yeah. said something yeah. like that. And yeah. then there was the electric, they had a lovely showroom, the electric back then. Yeah. It was very good. Anyway, it was a little china shop joined on to the, the um, electric thing. Then there was Jago's. Yeah. They've been there, must have been there a long time. Yeah, yeah. Of course, they're not there now, are they? No. Um, what's next? A dress shop there. Right. They weren't English. I think they were foreign. Had a funny name. Right. And then there was Barbara Stone at a hairdresser's. And then it was Wills's Warehouse, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yes, yeah. And then after that was Julian's. Going down there, there was two little shops there was one was Miss Lobbs had a sweet shop right. went up some steps and there was another one with a side of it but I can't remember what they did see when I was younger there was a tobacconist yeah that was uh, further down next to Tremend and Collicutts and then of course the swan on the corner yeah but um, the one that was that was, a, that was a dress shop they had very expensive clothes they came from Lanson right can't remember what they're called it's getting a bit foggy yeah <laughs> Of course, it was the main road then, wasn't it? Traffic going up and that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember elephants coming down there. Can they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming down West Hill. I've seen photos of them. Yeah. And how about the other side of Molesworth Street then? Midland Bank was always there, of course, wasn't it? Yeah. And then the Bon Mars, the... Oh, yeah. Chapman's, one of the Chapman brothers went down there. Um, the next one was um, Locust... Butchers, yeah, and uh, what was he called? He used to have a hairdresser's there, gent. He had a coloured pole coming out from the oh, like they yes. used to do years That's ago. That's right, yeah. Um, can't remember what's next. Because would there be another bank coming up soon then? Oh, not not west was right on the corner. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, Langs had it once. Um, it used to be Eustace's, oh. Eustace's cafe as well. Another the, the Liberal Club was on the top floor. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. I was at Barclays Bank there on the corner. Right. That, and there was, I think it was Eustace's Cafe underneath. 
And there was a cafe across the road. I didn't, I didn't remember. I do know where Julian. John was, Julian's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The next one down. And then there was this little shop. And, and Dolly Pope from Eglisell Road used to work in there. Because <laughs> when I was going to school, I used to take have dinner every day. I used to buy it. Oh, right. So I used to go around all the different places, um, Cozy Wolves and all the different ones. Yeah. And uh, that one was where Dolly Pope worked. And further up, after Barclays Bank, it was the chemist, Williams's chemist, the post office, the old post office. Yes. Better than what we got now, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And up on, after that, it was, uh, it was Molesworth, Molesworth, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Then there was uh, Bates had a shoe shop there. And uh, Miss Hawk had her, her paper shop. Right. I used to spend all my odd money in there. Did I, yeah. Because she had a bubble come thing thing outside, you put your money in, you might oh. get a ring instead of the bubble. Oh, right. <laughs> and I always wanted the ring. <laughs> and I used to buy all sorts in there. Because I used to have half a crown a day to, to buy me food. And if I had anything left, I could spend that. Right. So that was where Miss Hawk got up. I used to buy all sorts in there, <laughs> um, rubbers and rulers and all, uh, combs and all sorts. Um, after that, it was Henderson's. They were there a long time, weren't they? Because they were there. Oh, there's yeah. always Henderson there. Yeah. And then there was two private houses. Dr. Sherville, the pastor doctor that was our doctor back then, um, he used to have a little surgery in, in our house. Right. Now, I think she was a relation to the Hodges, I think. Mrs. Hodge, Granny right. Hodge. Yeah. I think it was her sister. All right. If I remember rightly, she was a nice lady. And then was, uh, Derry was there as well, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Derry. And then the, the Conservative Club, that's always been there. Right. Um, after that, it was a couple of little cottages. Uh, Stella Penanigan. So she lived in one of the cottages there. Yeah. Um, there was no shop up that end. No. There was nothing no. up there then. Just just uh, these little cottages. Yeah. And then it was the big big house there. And then, then the chapel or church thing. Yeah. There used to be a rabbit place there. They used to catch rabbits and sell. Oh right. That was just the opposite side where that furn where the where the garage was. Yeah. I think it was there somewhere. It was near where Miss Belsey had her, that house there, the stool there. Yeah. Ray Bishop was to live in that Oh, one. yes, yeah. I know. Yeah. In Trevanion Road, I could tell you everybody that lived there years ago. Yeah. But no, no idea. No. Some of them still, some, some names I still see there, but not most, you know, they're mostly gone. But everything's so changed. Yeah. And Glen Road. Yeah. It's a nightmare in there, aren't mm, it? it is, Those yeah. cars. Yeah, so narrow, isn't it? If a fire up, does a fire engine get up there or not? I don't know. When, when I was a boy, there was only two cars in the bottom half of the road. That was it. Yeah. Of course, you lived there, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, you lived down the bottom. Number one. Mum and Dad lived one, yeah. first one. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Were you there when Joyce Bennett built the house there? Yeah, opposite, yeah. You were? Because that, for a while, that was where Percy used to keep his sand and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then they was building the house, but yeah. of course Percy passed away. He never yeah. lived in it, see, did he? I can't remember, did no, I ever live no. in it? So I used to go there. Mum was friendly with Joyce, and uh, I've been there several times, and 
And uh, I think the last time I went there was when she had her 90th birthday, was it something? Julian lives there now, doesn't he? Julian, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then see, below where that mum and dad lived, they've all built in the gardens there, aren't they? Yeah. All those flats. Yeah. There's more cars, isn't it? Yeah. Because we used to be able to park our cars yeah. down by the end of the gardens. And then father rented a, a garage off Michael Oliver because he lived in Trevanium Road. Yeah. And we rented a garage off E. I suppose all the garages are gone now, aren't they? Yeah, all gone. Yeah. I know the Kirklands had a garage there cause I, and the Collicutts. Yes. So I used to go in there. I know when, when I started going to Paul Spencer's first, the hairdressers. Yeah. And... Back then, Dorothy Butters was living in the house, and they were caretakers in the in the Conservative Club. Mm. Her mum and dad. Oh, what was ah yeah? Because Lynn said something about um, the boys playing tricks on your bike or something. Yes, Austin Jewel. Ah right. They used to go to uh, football, and they used to borrow my bike. Right. Well, I had cellular uh, mud guards. I see. And the times that those guards got broken. Oh, no. And um, I had a lovely blue and white bike. I had eight, eight years old when I had it from Mrs. Powell's. And uh, it's my pride and joy, really. But Austin used to say, can I borrow your bike, mate? Of course, I said yes, didn't I? Oh. And um, he'd come back. With, and sometimes he didn't put the seat down <laughs> or, or tighten it. Oh, no. Well, I got on one that, that particular day. And I started to ride down towards the police station and my seat went like this. Oh, no. I thought, that, that darn boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get off and get, get my toolkit out. Oh. When the Netherlands had their, their things, in the back, those big double doors at the back, and the boys would be in there doing their flower and all this. And, of course, we'd come down to go to them for lunch. Right. Blazers on and all this and they come out with their white hands and they oh, chase no. us and try and get flour. Oh. Well, it was a nightmare. Yeah. It was one was Gerald Cross. Oh, yes. And the other one was Norman, Norman Julef. There were several, they were all local boys, but they were teen, you know, they were getting grown up. And they used to, it was a nightmare for us girls going down for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. And in the evenings, we'd come out of us three. And the boys' school used to come out a bit later. I see. So we'd get our bikes out. There were three of us used to cycle back from St. Izzy Way. And we used to get, get up past that school as fast as we could hmm. because the Kitto boys up in Edmonton, they would hold on the back of our bikes and we couldn't get anywhere. Oh, so if the minute we got up there, we could go like scoot right up the top of the hill. Yeah. But you'd hear them running beyond and trying to catch us up. Well, there was three, four boys with bikes. They always caught us up. And, of course, they used to ride alongside us and you'd fall off of the grass first. Oh, dear. <laughs> or if you didn't fall in the grass first, it wasn't very good. No. And um, it was David Blake. Yeah. Um, Eric Luxton, Croydon Brown. Croydon was quite quiet. He wasn't too bad. Yeah. And um, what was the other one? Oh, Ted Hawk. Yeah. Nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, it was all fun, really. But you know, looking back at it, just I have a laugh now. But at the time, I used to get annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> I used to keep my music case. I used to have it on the back, strapped on the back. But I used to keep it off for my satchel, which I've had. And I used to whack these boys <laughs> as they was pulling my bike. Ah. 
Did he have to go church or anything at all then when you was young, or Sunday school or anything like that? I never went to Sunday school, but I used to. We used to go to St. Izzy Church. Yeah. And my grandfather was quite. Uh, he used to like going to church. And when we came into Clapper, I used to take him down to sale. Oh yeah. Um, he was getting a bit. He was in the eighties by that time, mm. and he was finding it difficult really. But I used to take him down. Yeah. Uh, back in Reverend Royal's day. Oh yeah. Well, I can't think of anything else for now. I think we'll round it off for now, and then if I think of anything else in the coming years, we'll do another one. Shall I remember you? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Carol. I think we've covered loads there, and I'm sure there'll be another time I can come up and talk again about memory. So I think if you'd like to say goodbye to everybody now. Well, I'll say cheerio to everyone. And I hope you have a very happy Christmas and a prosperous new year, hopefully. Proper. <laughs> Wonderful. Lovely. Thank you very much. You're welcome, darling. Well, there we are. I hope you enjoyed that. I suppose for all like the local people, tis lovely hearing all the old names. And some of us, tis names we've never heard of, but associated with the town and the area. And then for it, all the rest of you, I just hope you just like listening to couple of Cornish people and the yarn, but um, that's proper. Right, so I think for me, Cornish word of the week, seeing we have mentioned the German prisoners of war and everything, I think I would do the Cornish for German, which is Almanac. Almanac. And for me, Cornish dialect, I ain't got a clue what this means. If somebody does if they let me know. In fact, it might not even be Cornish, but I can remember father saying it years ago. And he said, you like Gandai rubberneck. Now, what on earth does that mean? Gandai rubberneck. If if somebody knows what that is, let me know. It might not even be Cornish dialect. It might be something father picked up from elsewhere. But um, he did used to say that to me a little bit. But uh, <laughs> there we go. Right, well, I'm going to leave you there now. And... Um, I'll speak to you again next week. Tis getting closer to Christmas, but um, I hope you have a good week anyway, and I'll speak to you again next week. So, wish you well. Do Guinness. Carnobus Ficken.